We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green with you today. Uh, you can find out more about me on my website, patriotacademy.com. I'm a former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach and thrilled to be hosting today for Walker Wildman here on AFA at the Core. Thank you for listening, for being able to even just tune in to what's going on in the world today. So many more people are willing to do that now, and I'm just thankful for that. You know, sometimes tough times wake us up. Sometimes we got to go through some trials uh, to recognize what we have. I think that's why James, in the book of James, it makes it so clear that we're to count it all joy when we experience various trials because God's going to use those trials. He's going to work that in us. He's going to He's going to work us to even perfection and lacking nothing. Uh, I I don't I don't want to go through trials. I don't I don't want tough times. But then again, I know how God uses those, and I know how soft we get. When we don't have tough times, it's kind of a parenting question even. You know, how easy do you make it on your kids? we got to give them some tough times so that they can grow, so that they can learn, so that they aren't soft. And uh, one of my mentors, Zig Ziglar, used to always say, the world's tough, uh, but it will be less tough if you're tough on yourself. You know, that if you if you make sure you're not just making life easy all the time, you're going to be able to handle those trials. So I think we've been going through some trials in America and uh, some big, big ways. Uh, I would even go so far as to say liberty and tyranny, man, we're teetering between the two and we don't know where this thing's going to end up. We don't know. America could go the path of tyranny. America could go the path that, that frankly, uh, most nations in history have gone. And um, I hope not. And I think it depends on you. It depends on me. That's why I'm glad you're listening. That's why I say I'm glad the audience is growing. I'm glad more and more people are are tuning in because I think that's how we make sure we do come back to liberty and not fall over the cliff into tyranny. It depends on what we do with this wonderful gift of freedom that God has given us. It's our responsibility. We're Caesar in America. So if we're going to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's, we got to figure out how to do Caesar well. we got to figure out how to be we the people. We are ultimately in charge of the American government. government. So uh, check out patriotacademy.com today. You can sign up for one of our Constitution classes, Biblical Citizenship in Modern America, or Constitutional Defense. Uh, maybe you got some young people in your life that, that, that want to have an experience of, uh, of actually being a legislator. 16 to 25-year-olds, join us for our Leadership Congress. We're in six states this year all across the country, very much thanks to our partnership with American Family Association and the incredible support that the Wildman family has given us and the American Family Association. We're just so thankful. And you've probably seen us and, uh, you know, heard about it on some of the radio programs or uh, read about it. But uh, but these leadership congresses are life changing for young people, 16 to 25, uh, right at that time when you're developing your worldview, really cementing what, what do I really believe what do I want to do with my life? What you know? What's the desire that God's put in my heart? It's a great time for young people to come spend a few days with us at a state capital somewhere in the country. We do Arizona, Idaho, uh, Florida, Colorado, Texas, Delaware. Great opportunity 
at a special time in their life. So tell your friends and family in that age range, 16 to 25, to check out PatriotAcademy.com today and consider joining us in Colorado, 1st of June, Idaho in the middle of June, uh, Florida at the end of June and beginning of July, then Delaware, um, and then our big one in Texas in um, – I mean, Arizona uh, towards the end of July and then our big one in Texas first week of of August. Great, great opportunity. Check it out. PatriotAcademy.com. I'm telling you, you send us your young people. We will send you back leaders. Okay, let's get to the headlines. We're going to get to the phones uh, here in a little bit. Uh, That number, by the way, if you want to go ahead and call in and and get in the queue, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Four zero. Let me just run through some of the good, the bad, and the ugly of the last few days. Uh, I'll start with some good. The Ministry of Truth is on hold, maybe done for. Uh, the uh, the 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 Mary Poppins of uh, of the left uh, is is gone. Uh, she has submitted her resignation. I don't know if you saw any of these. Just I I don't know a nice way to say it. Goofy videos of this uh, Nina Jankowitz. Uh, I mean just she's crazy. She got a little cray cray going on. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, uh, you watch those videos and you go, this is the person that the Biden administration is going to put in charge of deciding truth and deciding what's disinformation or good information. First of all, the government should never be the one uh, to decide that. Uh, not, not for American citizens. Now I get the point. My buddy, Mark Meckler always reminds me, he's like, look, most of these crazy things that uh, government comes up with, they start with a decent motive and, and a decent idea, which is, you know, if a foreign entity is sowing different disinformation campaigns into America, then yeah, we ought to have some way to combat that and, and, and seek that out. But th- this disinformation, uh, governance board over at Homeland Security was, you know, definitely being weaponized against Americans, not against foreign entities, but against Americans. We've seen, uh, what these people are willing to do and how much they're willing to lie about the American people, about who we are, uh, willing to take your love of of God and the Bible and the Constitution and and and, and anything that they consider to be the opposition of their worldview. They're willing to take that and turn that on you and turn your words on you and make it sound like you're something that you're not. Unfortunately, that's kind of the uh, if we're going to do good, bad and the ugly, that's some of the ugly uh, of the last few days. The president's president's speech uh, in Buffalo, just shameful. I'm telling you, I was I was I was ashamed as I watched him try to turn Americans against each other based on this tragedy in Buffalo to take this mentally ill kid. Um, clearly, a, a clearly a deranged kid. I mean, this kid, the, the manifesto, he calls him himself a a left winger and a green nationalist one minute. And then he's, then he's, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, anti Fox news and anti Ben Shapiro the next minute and pro some of those things. I mean, the kid was, uh, he, they knew he was, they knew he, he was mentally ill and needed help and yet didn't get him the help. Uh, he'd already threatened to shoot up his school last year. I mean, there's a lot to this thing, uh, but clearly also, motivated by the racial divide that this administration has pushed this this hatred based on color of skin this judgment of each other based on color of skin the exact opposite of where we need to be the exact opposite of the biblical view that Martin Luther King Jr was the advocate for in in the 60s the whole idea of not judging each other based on color of skin but on content of character that is a biblical concept that that is saying there's neither Jew nor Greek there's neither we don't look at each other based on nationality or race we look at each other 
based on, and we judge each other based on content of character, actions, behavior. What are the things that, that you're doing? What is your fruit? Uh, that's a biblical concept, and that has been a blessing to this country. I mean, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, when, when King was 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 um, you know advocating those ideas and uh, marching in, in in Birmingham with Reverend Shuttlesworth and and others. I mean, there were real problems in this country and play in in certain places in this country. Not the whole. I don't want to paint a broad stroke. Not the whole country, but they, a- absolutely in places in the South, racism was a was a horrific problem back then. This is a very different time in our in our nation's history. And and over the last couple of years, man, there have been people that have tried to divide us, uh, that have tried to gin up black supremacy, white supremacy, uh, rich supremacy, poor supremacy. I mean, you you name it. They just want to, you know, divide us and, and, and make one group of people hate another group of people. Um, literally doing exactly what the president said. The one thing he said that was accurate was that people do this. They spread these lies for power, political gain and profit. And then he went on in the next few sentences to demonstrate exactly that as he spread the lies for power, political gain, and profit. What should have happened, what would have been a good category instead of bad or ugly, uh, is if the president had done what any president should and, and would have done in this situation to bring the nation together rather than stoke the racial fires of division. Uh, he, he literally demonstrated spreading lies for power, political gain and, and, and profit. And I wish he had said, uh, you know, whether it's the, the murders at that Asian church in California, whether it's the murders in, in, in Buffalo, New York, or the 33 people in just the last week that were shot in Chicago. I mean, that's every week in Chicago. All of that is hate. All murder is a hate crime. All crime is hate. Whether it's motivated on by race or greed or envy or rage, it all violates the sixth commandment: "Thou shalt not murder." It's not the gun that's causing it; it's the heart. That's why ninety-three percent of violent crime in America is not committed with a gun. It's why we don't just blame the the inanimate object, the baseball bat or the knife or the gun or, or the car that is used to commit that crime. We uh, place the blame where it belongs on the actor, on the person that is 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 doing that behavior. And uh, and I, th- I think maybe the, you know, the worst part of, of Joe Biden continuing to use these tragedies to stir up racial divides and and hatred, uh, taking these isolated evil actions of, uh, of a mental health patient and then accusing millions of Americans of being the same, the broad stroke of, you know, uh, uh, basically patriotism or loving the flag or any of those things. And somehow you're in this category that's willing to do these these kind of things. I just I just want to reiterate to all of us, race baiting is evil. It is wrong. Uh, Tucker Carlson's um, uh, monologue on this the other night was spot on. It's wrong every time, no matter who does it or which side of, of whatever debate is doing it. And so if you're going to call out white supremacy uh, from an, a very insane individual like what happened in, in Buffalo, uh, you should also, if you have intellectual honesty, call out black supremacy, uh, just as that insane individual in Wisconsin that murdered six people with a with a car and injured 60. I mean, this guy ran over children and dancing grandmas and Joe Biden couldn't take the time, even though there was over 60 people injured in that and six murder. He couldn't go to Wisconsin. Didn't want to bring attention to that one because it didn't fit his narrative that the number one problem in America is white supremacy. What a lie. The number one problem in America is white supremacy. Does anybody out there listening right now even know 
a white supremacist? I don't know a single person. I know thousands of people. I don't know a single person that is a white supremacist. I mean, clearly th- this kid that, that that was mentally ill could be put into that category. If you want to mix it with all of his other crazy ideas, you could, you know, but you could pick out one of his, um, uh, you know, I, I, what's the right way to say that? One of those symptoms, I should say, of, of his mental illness. But the, the idea that the president and now Congress uh, and, and, and federal agencies are going to continue to say that white supremacy is the number one problem in America is just ridiculous. It's, it, it's not based on anything uh, factually. Um, now, racial, um, you know, division and 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 uh, hatred uh, being the number one problem in politicians today. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's the number one rhetoric of choice from these people because they know they know they know that they can divide and in that place conquer. They can divide us instead of us looking at each other and loving each other as fellow Americans, as fellow believers, as fellow human beings. They can divide us. And that's what politicians that are only interested in, as the president said, power, political gain and profit. That's what they do. And it's shameful and shouldn't be done. Certainly not from the president of the United States. Uh, Man, I'm just uh, I I hope that it doesn't ring true in people's hearts, though. I think people are sick of this. I think they see this stuff and they say enough is enough. Stop making everything about race. Stop making everything about the color of skin. This that is the evil nature of critical race theory. It makes race the number one issue, and you see everything through color of skin instead of seeing the whole person, instead of seeing uh, the whole picture and the context of history and all the things that we would normally expect and want and teach, so that we have logical reasoning people that see. All of that and uh, you know all of whatever the situation is and not just immediately based on color of skin, put people in a category or, uh, you know, d- decide a situation based on that. So shame on the president. That's part of the ugly and the bad of the week. Uh, mentioned a little bit of the good, some more good. They're not going to dismiss the case against uh, Clinton's lawyer. As we know, the Russian hoax was probably the biggest political scam of, uh, of, of the last hundred years. And they're actually going after uh, one of the guys that perpetrated that. He tried to get out of this uh, out of this case uh, with a um, uh, with a with a um, uh, motion for dismissal. But nope, he's uh, it's still happening, and uh, maybe get some truth about that whole Russian collusion lie that was spread by the Clinton campaign. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I definitely want to talk baby formula. That's on everybody's minds right now. We'll talk a little bit about what caused this and what the proposals are from the. Um, the folks in Washington, D.C., and then we'll get to your calls. So stay with us. You're listening to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green. What would it take for you to compromise your principles? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Recently, I heard a statement that went like this. I don't think principles matter if you can't get elected. Principles form the core of who you are. Principles form the foundation of a civil society. George Washington, in his farewell address, identified religion and morality as indispensable supports. In vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, George Washington said. It makes me think of a scripture. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? What would it profit a candidate to gain an election, but lose his principles. 
Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Wanting to be a part of a group is a natural desire for many, but what happens if your girl is drawn to the wrong crowd? She may be easily influenced by things like popularity and her longing to fit in. Teach your girl that she belongs first to Christ and that she should stand strong in her faith and convictions. Finding places where she can make friends with similar opinions and values, like an American Heritage Girls troop or a church youth group, can aid in forming this strong, holy foundation. As 1 Peter states, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Lovingly encourage your girl to avoid conforming to the crowd and instead conform to God. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Director of the AFA Foundation, Riley Wildman. I've traveled a lot. I've met with people from all over the country. Riley has served as the director of the AFA Foundation for over a decade. The most rewarding thing about my job is that we get to build relationships through our donors and our supporters and get to have that personal relationship with them. Contact the AFA Foundation today to learn how you can shore up permanent income for your retirement years while supporting the culture-transforming work of the American Family Association. A charitable gift annuity benefits you and helps ensure the AFA will impact America for generations to come. Call 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. The AFA Foundation, the Financial Stewardship Division of the American Family Association. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, we've got some phone calls we're going to get to in just a little while. And I've got one more headline. And then we've got a special guest in the studio with us today to talk about a great program you're going to want your young men to be a part of. Uh, last headline to talk about is this baby formula thing. I mean, this is not complicated, folks. It's simple, free market economics versus Soviet-style command and control. This problem, even though they're not going to admit it, they never will, the problem was created by government. It's not going to be solved by more government intervention. Uh, but if you watch what the administration has been saying just two days ago, uh, Secretary Buttigieg said they're working on controlling which states get how much formula. They're literally going to redistribute the formula. Instead of redistributing the wealth, they're redistributing the formula. They're going to try to micromanage at the federal government level the redistribution of baby formula. You can't make this stuff up, folks. And then the FDA commissioner says it's, quote, a distribution problem. So they really do think it's a command and control. This is the mindset. These people are communists. They will never admit to you that this was all caused by the FDA. The FDA created the problem by shutting down the largest baby formula plant in the nation. They, they shut down the whole plant all because of the possibility, not proof, but just the possibility that a fairly common bacteria, by the way, might, might have come from one of those product lines in the at the plant. So, so think about that. It's kind of like the overreaction 
on COVID, like shut down the world because of this. They shut down this entire plant when they could have shut down even just that one product line. They really didn't need to even do that. They haven't six weeks of investigation. They still haven't found any evidence that it actually came from there. It's just it's crazy, folks. It's overreaction of government. And my point is it's a typical overreaction of government regulators that caused the crisis. They do this way too often. And the fact that Congress's solution to this, the bill uh, dropped yesterday, not passed, just just filed, and now they're debating. Uh, and actually, I think they did actually take a vote in the House on this. Their solution, proposed by Pelosi and the Democrats in Congress, their solution, get this, is to hire more FDA bureaucrats. The, the very people that caused the problem, they want to spend $28 million to just duplicate the problem, to get more of the very same people that created the problem, and now they're trying to couch it as any Republicans that voted against $28 million uh, for FDA bureaucrats was voting against baby formula. There's not a single ounce of baby formula going to be created by that bill, probably less baby formula, because it's more government. federal government shouldn't be have been involved in this issue at all. If you want to have state, you know, some level of regulation on these plants, I, I'm not for that. I think the market decides that better. You know, if a baby formula company allows bacteria into one of their products, they're going to get sued by thousands and thousands of parents and lose everything that they've got. So a company as big as Abbott, they're going to care more about making sure they have good processes in place and they don't allow bacteria into their product than any government bureaucrat that has no skin in the game. I mean, that's just basic economics, folks. But we bought this idea that government can save us from everything and that you need to regulate everything in order to save people. That does not work as good as the market. And you're always going to have situations and problems. I mean, the idea that you can make a massive plant perfect and never find a drop of dirt or water or anything. It's just, it's just, we've lost our minds with this stuff. And it's because we have this expectation that government is God and is going to save us. Well, guess what? It's only messed up the baby formula situation and uh, we'll continue to do so as long as government's in, in charge of it. So uh, there's my economics lesson for the day, folks. Economics 101. Okay. Phone calls a little later. We'll get to those. The phone number, if you want to go ahead and get in the queue though, is 888-589-8840. Right now, let's talk about solutions, not just problems, which government is really good at creating. As Ronald Reagan said, government's not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Government's not going to solve the problems, but God has given us the solutions. And we can look at virtually every symptom in our culture right now is the result of not following God's plan. And most importantly, God's plan for the family. And the biggest gap we see right now in our culture in terms of having a good society is men of honor. We don't have enough men of honor in our culture. So how do you solve that? You start raising up men of honor, and that's exactly what American Family Association is doing. Wesley Wildman is in studio with us today to talk about AFA's Men of Honor ministry. Wesley, thanks for coming on the program, sir. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to have me on. I'm looking forward to spending a couple minutes to let our financial supporters and our listeners who uh, are faithful to listen to what we do to know that we're doing something about this. And uh, the Bible says to not just be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. So we uh, do a great job on this program. You do, Walker does, and throughout the AFR and AFA and our emails to provide you information and to inform you. And But uh, what makes us unique is our activism. And so we want to provide you tangible ways to make a difference. And specifically looking at the family, I know for myself, I've been up here for working eight, going on nine years at AFA, and it seems to me in every, about every meeting or almost every conversation, uh, you can 
come back of 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 an issue or, or or a problem in our culture comes back down to the breakdown of the family, as you mentioned. Yeah. So we want to provide a solution that I've always for 20 years and I've worked with other ministries like this. I've always had a heart for young men who didn't have a father figure because I did and I can see the benefits and the fruits that come from that. So let me just tell you a little bit about our program and then I can get to a little bit of a few more stats that tells us why we're doing this. But uh, in addition, well, to, and Wesley, yeah. just to emphasize, I mean, that's the part of what makes AFA, as you said, different is there's lots of radio, you know, networks and programs and things that love to talk about all the problems, but sure. they very rarely talk about the solutions. That's right. And that's exactly what this is. I mean, it's literally pouring into investing in the next generation in that area that is so uh, prevalent in the culture right now. And not just, I mean, sometimes we like to think as people outside the church, but even within the church, not teaching young men to be men of honor and raising them with the just a desire and a, and a passion uh, for being a man of honor and standing up in, in in these areas, so this is I love this. This yes. is exactly the kind of thing we need to turn the country around. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But no, I'm glad you mentioned that. I agree with that 100. percent Men of Honor is an eight week program that creates an environment where boys can be mentored by godly men to de- that desire to teach them God's word and basic life skills. So we have this is going to be presented live at our headquarters at the Don Wyman Center for Culture Transformation in the month of June and July. We will meet every Tuesday from 6 to 7.30. You can go to afa.net slash events, and there you can register and find out a lot more details. So go to afa.net slash events if you're in the Tupelo and the surrounding areas. We'd love for you to sign up ages 7 to 17. So a little bit of how the evening would go. The boys would show up. We would have uh, some games set out, and we would have food set out. And so we would bounce back and forth from eating pizza and playing basketball and um, all types of other activities. Cornhole, yes, cornhole is a sport. I've seen it on ESPN. <laughs> I have seen it. It's, I'll tell you it's a sport at the Green household. I can promise that's, you that, that's Wesley. That's right. So it's, <laughs> uh, it gets serious it when we get down to that last couple of points. Start, start betting on Starburst and all kind of other stuff. So we'll have cornhole and we'll have a good time. We'll do that for 15 minutes, give us a time to fellowship. Also, sports is uh, I I teach I coach a travel baseball team a competitive baseball team and I've used sports to teach the Bible so and, and sports we're going to be able to learn uh, honesty putting others before yourself uh, being on time all these types of things then we'll transition to the classroom where we'll sit down and we'll do a, a twenty minute uh, lesson from Scripture that a local pastor and or someone on staff at AFA will present the Bible we'll take good notes we'll teach them how to take notes we'll have a uh, a small time of discussion. In, a, in, a, in, a, in small groups, and then we'll break off from there. And uh, wh- again, what makes this program unique than others, then we'll go from there and we'll learn a life skill. And the life skills that we'll teach these young men will vary all over the map from how to change a tire, air pressure, how to get a job in the summer, fill out a job resume, etiquette classes, uh, also how to hold a hammer <laughs> and how to swing a hammer. There's nothing better than that, right? Even if you miss, man, swinging a hammer <laughs> – <laughs> and, and and slamming that thing down. I mean, that's a what that's a a way to really um just no young man should miss out on that. No, uh, uh-uh. so I mean the 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 life. And by yeah. the way, Wesley, just for all of our listeners that aren't close to Tupelo, don't tune us out now because yes. we've got an option for you in just a minute. Stay with us. This is all the stuff that 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 they're going to do locally, but we're going to give you a way to do this in your areas as well. So so in the life skill section, you're talking about practical mm-hmm. stuff here, Wesley. This yes, is the sir. kind of stuff that. Too often we skip and we don't teach even 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 the boys that have dads at home uh, often right. we don't teach those things right and yeah. so 
Um, uh, I mean, this is real stuff that they're going to use. And also, just just kind of if, I, if I'm allowed to say this, I'm telling you guys that might be listening out there, this will impress the girls if you know how to oh, do this yeah. kind of stuff. I oh, just yeah. want to make sure you know. No doubt. No, you're right about that for sure. Hey, look, especially when we get to etiquette class, we'll, we'll definitely sit down and talk about ways that you can show um, that you are a man of honor by putting ladies first in all areas. So uh, uh, a couple other things when it comes to life skill, you know, we're also going to have a week where we have a, a first a first responder of some kind. So over the years, we've had either a, a highway patrolman, a sheriff. These guys are friends of mine. They're friends of the ministry. They've done devotion with us. This year, we're going to have an FBI agent. So that'll be fun. Um, so that's what we'll do throughout the summer. It's a beautiful thing. Go to afa.net slash events. We're going to... Uh, trying to make a difference in a small uh, fingerprint in the local area and be a solution to that issue. However, as Rick mentioned, I'll finish with this, and that's that while we are doing this, the most common question that I get, and you're wondering, why are you teasing me with something in Kansas, New York, wherever you're <laughs> listening, Texas, that I can't be a part of? Because we got a lot of people, our listeners are very active, and they want to do something, and they're looking for stuff like this. So I'm teasing you because I also have a solution for that. You go to afa.net slash, uh, just go to afa.net, and then go to the resource tab at the top, and we have taken everything that I just mentioned over the last couple minutes, and we've put it in a curriculum that's completely for free. And yes, you could do this without the curriculum. People do it all the time, and I encourage you to do it. You don't have to go download it. However... For those that want some structure, that want something that's already done, that's already somebody's already put the elbow grease into it, and it's laid out in an eight-week format, it's done. It's there. You can go to afa.net, and you can click the resource tab, and the Men of Honor curriculum is now available for the first time ever there for free. And that's, that's I mean, you just said something real important too, Wesley. That's a track to run on. In other words, like you said, you don't have to invent something new you don't right. have to start from scratch try to figure this out don't know what works i mean this is tried and true these are ideas that work and mm-hmm. it gives you that that tractor on i think so many more people are willing to take something on like this when they know i'm not having to figure this out that's and, right and you know trial and error and all that good stuff um i get to jump in on on that track and i, I was curious because one of the things too uh, that seems so important for these young men is the fellowship and the brotherhood and the being around other Young men. I mean that if you co- if you're coming in for the Tuesday night when uh, at AFA, um, and and you're getting to spend those evenings with those other young men eight weeks in a row, that's that's huge value. I mean that's I mean that, I, I'm looking for stuff for like that for my boys, for my grand for my grandsons. I mean that's a that's a huge value thing. And so when can people duplicate that thing? Can they take the the course and the resources that's available there? And not only do that with with a boy in their in their life, but actually create that at their local church or wherever they might yeah. can do it. Do it in your home, but invite yeah. some other families and and young men over to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what the program does. It lays out uh, a, a one, one a, a program a week. So you sit there and you look at it, and it tells you week one do this, week two do this, and then it also gives you expectations for table counselors, expectations for the 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 Bible teacher, expectations for the life skills. So it's all there. Hey, you just mentioned something in passing that. And I want to I want to emphasize real quick. I I very much encourage you to obviously start with your family. So you want to be discipling your kids and your son first. But also too, I have found, or in addition to not but, but in addition to, I have found over the years. I'm adding a little asterisk here. I have found that I've had godly men with a healthy marriage and a healthy family uh, biblically 
would call and say, I really want to be a part of this. And I'm looking at this, and they kind of whisper, I haven't taught my son how to how to, yeah. uh, how to how to change the tires. It's okay if we come. And so uh, I, I've encouraged them over the over the last couple of years, yeah, man, come on. So we have had a, uh, a percentage of dads that come that are volunteer table counselors who bring their son and participate. Uh, and as anything, when you're involved in uh, ministry or, or the mission field, they were just as rewarded and blessed as, as, as the children were. So that's huge. It's huge. And I, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to help all the dads out there, get rid of that guilt and just, just wipe away <laughs> that, that complex you've got. I'm going to tell you what happened to my wife and my, one of my, one of my boys, I'm not going to throw them under the bus and tell you which one, but I had not taught them how to jump start the car. Yes. And so they're at the <laughs> coffee shop or somewhere and had to jump start the car, did the cables backwards, you know, got all the big sparks and the melting down and the, you know, thought the car was going to blow up and it was just a disaster. And, uh, and it made me realize, wow, I, I'm supposed to be teaching this stuff to my boys. So don't feel bad out there, guys. <laughs> Actually, do feel bad, but then do something right, about it. Right, there you go. That's and this it. is a fun way to do something about it. You're going to meet other men, other young men. Uh, you'll have a chance to breathe into those young men and, and, and invest in them as well. And, Wesley, I have found that even for the really awesome godly men out there that are doing the bang-up job mm-hmm. with their sons and raising them up to be, uh, there's something about having – other godly men also breathe into their life and to, and to, a lot of times my boys will come home and say dad did you know yada yada and i'll be like i said that 150 times in the last five years but they heard it from another godly man that that it, it got through right it sunk through that's right um so i just think huge opportunity to not only help with your own son but then also be able your son's going to get great help from other godly men and you're going to be able to help with those other kids too does that make sense oh absolutely yeah Certainly, and that's why we are inviting you to be a part of it. Come to our headquarters during June and July. If you're close by and you can make the trip, we had last year we had a gentleman that drove 45 minutes and brought three young men every Tuesday. Oh, one other thing, real quick. Keep in mind, I know and I get it. A lot of people, Christians, a lot of Christians. I understand we got busy schedules, and there are good reasons because we're busy that we can't do certain things. But I'm telling you, this the program was designed by a guy who coach a travel baseball deacon, full-time job, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eight-month-old. It's only eight days, okay? It's eight days total. I know it's all summer, but it's eight days. We can invest eight days into the next, um, into the men of the next generation. It may it may be the most important yep. investment you make this year. I guarantee you the return on this investment is better certainly than anything in the stock market right now, but even better than gold and silver <laughs> or anything else you're going to no invest in. Huge, huge return. Wesley, can you stay with us through the break? I can. Yes, sir. All right, we're going we're to be back talking more about Men of Honor. Folks, you can go to the website today at afa.net and get it downloaded for free. Or if you're in the area, you definitely want to be uh, able to come and, and be a part of this for eight weeks live uh, this summer. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to AFA at the Core. Secular progressives want to teach our young children to know how to do things that only married adults should do, and some of it even married adults would find offensive. The prophet Isaiah warned us evil would one day be called good, and he taught us how to respond. American Family Studios has produced a video series featuring Dr. John Oswald explaining Isaiah's truth in a way we can easily understand and apply. Look for Isaiah, the servant of the Lord, when you visit resources.afa.net. 
What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? Let's get some cookies, and I'll tell you all about it. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65+, is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green. Appreciate you staying with us on today's radio program and would love to hear from you as well. If you'd like to call in and participate in the program today, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Wesley Wildman is in studio with us. We're talking about men of honor. We desperately need more men of honor in our culture. And you can't just say, oh, but we need a you know men of honor in the White House right now. And that's all that matters. No, we start with the young people and we think generationally. We think that's a biblical way to think. You got to think about 20 years from now, 30 years from now, who's, who's going to be leading our communities and leading our nation. It just might be that seven or eight year old in your household right now. What are we doing to sow into them, to pour into them, to invest in them for the next generation? And Wesley's got a new curriculum out called Men of Honor. And you can do a live class if you're in the Tupelo area or close enough to drive in on Tuesday nights. You can do that class at uh, with your, you know, uh, bring, you know, bring multiple young men from your community. You don't have to just bring your son, uh, but bring them in person. Or if you live outside of that area, 
you can actually download the curriculum for free and you be the one you be kind of the coach kind of like our constitution coach program you let you know they they, they wrote the curriculum for you but now you host the class or mm -hmm. you host the gathering in the same way here you host the men of honor uh get together in your community and uh wesley that's uh you know i, I mean there's really not there's there's no reason to not do this. I know that's a double negative for our, oh, we're going to both get letters from retired English <laughs> that's teachers right, today, yeah. but I've um, had my share over the years. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no good excuse, honestly, no matter how busy you are to pass up on this opportunity to invest in young men and help raise up a generation of, of men of honor. Yeah, that's correct. You can go to afa.net slash events to be a part of the one here at the, at our headquarters or you can go to afa.net and click click on the tab, Resource Center tab. There you will find the, the ability to download the curriculum for free. And I, I just want to thank you so much for having me on the show because I want our audience to know that we are making a difference. We're providing a solution to the problem. And we are, and there's countless testimonies of – how about I do this? I'll end with one of the testimonies that I can share with the, the, the one of the gentlemen that impact, was impacted. Is that okay? I love that. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Last year, there was a gentleman that came, and uh, through uh, because there's a pretty good sized group of boys. You got about thirty boys in, at our headquarters here, and you got about ten or twelve volunteers. I obviously talk to all the boys and get to meet them, but over a couple of weeks, you start developing some that you have a lot more in common with the other, and so you start talking to some more than the other, or visiting with them. And there's a lot of boys. Well, I noticed toward the end of the summer, I realized that I had not met. I had not met with one particular boy hardly at all and so uh, i began to uh talk to him ask him some of the things he likes and some of the things he does and where he went to school and i i, I just assumed all summer that the guy that brought him was his dad i just assumed that they looked alike they uh they came together uh, a bit you know pretty good age gap and so it made sense well come to find out i, I asked the gentleman i said so you know is this your son and how long you know all that and he went on to tell me he's like actually this is not my son and he's not even related to me. I said, well, then what's the connection? He said, well, his mom or his dad, he never met his dad. His mom got pregnant. Dad left town. She couldn't handle the, she did not want to handle the uh, the child. So she dropped the child off at her neighbor's house, who she knew for a while, which is which was a gentleman's mom. So he uh, invested in this gentleman. And was and this this young man was raised by a uh, by a neighbor, a grandmother, and 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 her son. And ultimately, I say all that to say is that he was very shy, quiet when the program started at the beginning. But by the time we got to the end of the program, him being able to fellowship with the young other young man, uh, him being infused with the the word of God. Second Timothy two two says, "Whatever you've heard in the presence of many witnesses, and trust a faithful man, he will be able to treat other also." By the end of the program. All throughout the whole course, he, at the end, was the only one out of the 25 or 30 boys that were there that, that took the time to memorize all the scripture and got the Bible award at the end. On top of that, he, was, uh, he, he went from coming up because I got to be there to smiling and laughing and having a good time at the end because of godly men investing his life. Wow. It was a that makes thing. it worth it right it there. I mean, and to be able to see that fruit immediately. See, I'm I'm usually thinking, okay, we're not going to see the fruit for yeah. years, or you know, you don't know how it's all going. You got to see fruit immediately in him, and then know that that's going to pay off for years to come. That's powerful, bro. Yes, sir. It was. It's a beautiful thing. It's it's, it's like you said. Some things we see fruits on right away. Other times it takes a while. 
you just thank God uh, even that much more. You're that much more thankful when you see it right away. But as my papa always said, um, that God never called us to be uh, successful, but to be faithful. Uh, obviously, there will be some success that comes along the way. But if we don't want to be completely dependent upon that as our standard of doing what's right, we want to be faithful to what God tells us to do. This is a great program that disciples young boys, and we know that that is very, very much needed in our country. Man, that's such a good way to look at it, too. You know, I, <clears throat> I wish I could, I wish I could be content with just knowing the fruits that I'm just supposed to plant or I'm supposed to water <laughs> my flesh side. I want to see those results, sure. you know, whether yeah. it's politically or in a young man or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So definitely, the better uh, mindset is, you know, be faithful. And as John Quincy Adams said, duty is ours, results are God's. Mm, uh, but it is so sweet. It is. <laughs> it is so sweet is. when you get to see that. Yeah, fruit. Oh, yeah. I get it. Especially in a young man's life like that. That's no just doubt. awesome. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, you know, folks, it's easy to do. You go to the website today. Uh, in fact, we'll have links at the at the podcast li- um, uh, page today as well. Whether you want to come locally to the headquarters and be there physically in place. And remind me again, Wesley, what's the dates on the in-person one um, this summer? Yes, sir. The dates, is, it starts June the 7th and it goes through July the 26th. So it's two months. It's an eight, a total of eight, to, eight total gatherings every Tuesday, month of June and July. And on the last meeting in July, we will actually have a graduation ceremony that would replace our, our, our gathering for Bible lesson. And we'll have a graduation where they will be able to invite the, the person that's uh, responsible for them, that's raising them. Most of the time, it's a grandmother or, or an aunt or uncle. And they'll get to come and get to uh, see and celebrate the graduation ceremony of these young men who finished the program. All right. And that the one in person, you can go to afa.net forward slash events. Correct. And that'll take you right there to the link. If you're too far away, you're somewhere else in the country and uh, you just want to get the curriculum and either do this with your son or a young man in your life, or hopefully I really, I really want to plant this seed and challenge you actually be the coach in your area, if you will, of this program and invite others from your church or maybe even make your church the place where you do it. And I'm telling you right now, if you'll raise the banner, people will rally. They're looking for ways to make a difference. Here's a huge way to make a difference. So you can go to afa.net and right up at the top, the very top banner, choose AFA Resource Center. And when and when those options come up, you'll see Men of Honor cur- Curriculum and you'll see my favorite price for anything is listed right there. It's free. So AFA is giving you this curriculum. We challenge you to invest in the young men in your community by hosting this right there in your community. Wesley, super excited about this. I'm, I'm just can already, and we're going to hear all kinds of testimonials from people all over the country uh, by doing this, making this investment in young men and the age range that, that you suggest targeting on this in the curriculum is seven to 17, right? That is correct. Seven to 17. All right. Well, God bless you, man, for putting this whole thing together and uh, looking forward to hearing some good testimonies from the in-person class right here at headquarters, but also for folks all across the country. Uh, and, and please do that. Download the curriculum, do the course, but then email us and let us know. Let us know about what happens in the course and about some of the young men and the stories. And uh, we just look forward to hearing those. And we'd like to share them here on AFA at the core as well. Wesley, thanks for coming in and sharing that with us, bud. Hey, thank you so much for having me on and may the Lord bless the rest of your program. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Let's uh, let's hit the phones. Let's see. We've got. Uh, I'm sorry, by the way, for uh, for putting you off for so long, George. But George in South, no North Dakota. I almost insulted you, George, with South Dakota over North Dakota. Actually, I like both. But uh, others call in 888-589-8840, and let's go to George. 
Hello, Rick. Good to talk to you. First time caller here. Hey, thanks for I calling in. Say, I, I just want to disagree with your impression of this kid from uh, Buffalo who shot the people in the grocery store. He had the N-word on one gun. He had BLM on another. And on a third gun, I think he had some reference to George Floyd. He was an avowed white supremacist. And he was a believer in the Great Replacement Theory. This kid was straight-up racist, not mentally ill, uh, not a lone wolf. He was radicalized by people who promoted this Great Replacement Theory, people like Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Steve Bannon, and I dare say American Family Radio, because I have heard this mentioned several times uh, on Brian Fisher's uh, program when he was on the show. So it's not mental ill. We need to start addressing this for what it is. This is straight up racist. This is not mental illness. Mental well, Mark, illness I, have you read his manifesto? Opponent? I'm sorry, not I've Mark. George, uh, George have you read his manifesto? I've read parts of it, and yes, I know it's kind of all over the place. Parts of it contradict each other, but he mentioned many times. He even used the term uh, gatekeepers in reference to um, social media giants like Twitter and Facebook. That's the same term that Tucker but George, Carlson you're, you're, used you're in cherry, some of his you're cherry pick, George, you're only you're only cherry picking the items that he used that fit your narrative right now to try to blame people that aren't at, responsible for this. He also said all kinds of things that you could turn around and blame the left for and blame Black Lives Matters for. I, I mean, so you, you're, you're completely wrong about the fact that it's not because of mental illness. It's absolutely because of mental illness. A normal person that is thinking logically and has their faculties would not be as crazily confused as this kid was, as his manifesto clearly, clearly shows, and would not do something this heinous. You have to have something wrong mentally to be willing to do something like this. And I would, if I were betting on this show, bet money that he was on some sort of psychotropic drug as well, because almost every single mass murder uh, person that that has done these shootings, especially the school shootings. So when you're dealing with these kids in this in these teenage uh, range, was on some sort of psychotropic drugs, and to not point to that, that is the common cause among all of these kind of things, uh, is is not being logical. It's not being wise. It's 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 actually ignoring the number one factor that causes these mass murder events and trying to seize on what sounds like is a political agenda type situation, especially when you're trying to blame a commentator like Tucker Carlson, I mean, or, or, or Ben Shapiro or someone like that. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's actually slanderous is what it is. So I, I couldn't disagree with you more, uh, George, but I appreciate you calling in. I think we should always look at all of the facts, all of the context, uh, and make logical conclusions. And believe me, I'm somebody that's going to call out somebody on the right just as quickly as I would call out somebody on the left. I, I'm not a Republican or Democrat as much as I am a constitutional Christian conservative, and I'm going to I'm going to say, hey, it's about the principles. So that's why you've probably heard me criticize Donald Trump, um, maybe not quite as much as Joe Biden, but but close um, or or even Ronald Reagan, who I've got a kid named after and another one born on his birthday and used to have a dog named Dutch. But when it comes to some of the things that he did, like no fault divorce, the amnesty bill, um, some of the other things, he did, I'm absolutely critical of those things. So I think that's the right approach. I think that's the biblical approach is to be honest about these things and 
and make sure that that uh, we don't um, skew the data or the information to try to fit a political agenda. And that's what happened immediately when this when this tragedy happened immediately. The left started blaming all kinds of of uh, people that they saw as right wing commentators. This whole replacement theory. I mean, George, come on, let's be honest. The whole replacement theory has been created by the left. Look at who's talking about replacement theory. It's left wingers in the media, not quote right wingers. It's the left wingers that are have created this term. They create the problem and they project and then they project it onto whoever their enemy is. That's what's actually happening here. So anyway, all right, I got to close out today with a little constitutional education, if you will, because the left is also trying to say that the 14th Amendment in Section 2 would allow Congress to prevent some states from being able to uh, have as much representation as they have. And so just a quick correction on that and, and, and and a quick reminder that Section 2 of the 14th Amendment was put in the Constitution specifically because of these left wingers. It was the racist Democrats and their racist policy of preventing blacks from voting is why that clause is in the 14th Amendment. There's language in the Constitution guaranteeing the right to vote for blacks because Democrats, racist Democrats, it's always been the Democrat Party that stopped blacks from voting. They're the only party in American history to do that. Republicans have never, ever done such a thing. And in fact, Republicans are the ones that passed these constitutional amendments, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. Republicans are the ones that fought and died to give blacks the right to vote. So the, these revisionists, they need to read the 14th Amendment in its entirety and then read the 15th Amendment because it actually makes that Section 2 moot. Because Section 2 allowed you to disenfranchise an entire group of people, but then you lost representation in Congress for doing so. The 15th Amendment says, no, you can't do that at all. And by the way, if these, I would say, historical hacks pursued their faulty logic, they would have to find proof that anybody was denied the right to vote based on the color of their skin. That's preposterous in today. I challenge anybody to show me one case, one person that was denied the right to vote in the 2020 election solely because they were black. Didn't happen, folks. It's a lie being perpetuated by the left um, to, in order to, to, to loosen up the election laws so that it's easier to cheat. Let's make sure that we're protecting the right to vote for everyone and that we make sure that you can vote and that your vote is not diluted by easy-to-cheat laws because the easier it is to cheat, the less your vote actually counts. That's it for today, folks. I'm Rick Green. You can learn more at PatriotAcademy.com. Sure appreciate you listening to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.